Hello and welcome to another Tomorrow's World Now. My name is Wallace Smith sitting in for Mr. Jonathan McNair. And our topic today, if you have seen the title, concerns Generation Z. You may not know who they are, but we'll explain it. Gen Z, are they bored with the internet, uh, if that's even possible? Uh, we plan on covering a variety of topics related to this, talking about the internet, talking about what to do concerning our children, those far younger than us that have grown up in a world in which the internet has been a given. It's been a part of their lives from the moment they arrived into this world. And then what we can do as parents uh, to help them along and to help them navigate a world that frankly is very different than the one many of us were in when we were their age. Uh, joining me today here to my far left is Mr. Michael DeSimone, a familiar face to many of you TW viewers out there and certainly someone who spends a lot of his time dealing with technology and on the internet. Welcome. Mr. Good to be here. Good Thank to you. have you. Yeah. And then between the two of us is uh, Mr. Wyatt Soselka. Also someone spends a lot of time on technology, certainly actually uh, uh, manages the internet for us here and also a familiar face to all of you. So should be three familiar faces to our Tomorrow's World Now viewers. Welcome, Mr. Soselka. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me also remind all of you out there that uh, please do, if you enjoy the program, please share it with others. Uh, and bring them in as a part of the conversation and, and like it. Let us know that you like what we're doing. Uh, and also comment and, in particular, ask questions. We actually cannot probably get to all the questions you ask, but we do want to know what they are, and we want to be able to get to them if we can. We have a very trustworthy team over there in our control room, and they do their best to get those questions to us uh, so that we can respond to them here. So, hey, look, they even, there's a shot there of, the, of the control room. Uh, anyway, real human beings, actually, not, not robots, <laughs> though efficient like robots. Let's jump right in on this topic. First, let's talk about the Internet. Our, this generation we're going to be discussing a bit has grown up in a world where the Internet has been there from day one. And I know all three of us, we're old enough to recognize that wasn't our world. I did not grow up. Uh, and then suddenly reach for a mouse or grab a touchpad or something. Can you give our audience sort of a, a sense of how the impact, the impact of the Internet on you personally? Uh, how does it affect your life? Well, I think about for myself, I mean, certainly it has made a profound impact. I mean, information right there at your fingertips, anything you want to know, uh, you have a question about something, boy, you could go right to the phone, right you know, if you're sitting at your desktop, boy, right to the desktop, laptop, whatever and the answer is right there. I mean, how much more efficient can you be right. with that capacity? Right, how often, like I'm asked uh, a question and I, I go to Google. The, the idea that I wouldn't be able to reach for Google, I thought sometimes is, is intimidating almost, right? <laughs> right? You get used to that. Right. Uh, Mr. Soselka, what about, what about you? It, it's amazing how much the internet has, has developed over the, the decades. You know, sometimes people don't remember that the World Wide Web came into existence in 1989. So in a way, it's, it was a long time ago, but how we use the internet, which precedes the World Wide Web, and how we use the World Wide Web itself has changed quite a bit. So, you know, okay. when I was younger, um, you would maybe use the internet just to message somebody or to look up something specifically. Right. Originally, back with ARPANET and the Department of Defense and so forth, it was intended to be to exchange, you know, um, technical documentation, things right. like that. Right. So it sort of evolved, and now we use it almost for anything you can imagine. Sure. So, so it's changed quite a bit, even in, in our lifetime. Sure, and with dial-up, it was a project 
to get on. Right. <laughs> you know, it was you had to think about and plan out your time with it. Yeah, a lot of our younger viewers wouldn't even know from, what dial-up right, is, right. right? But it was back when it was a phone connection. Right. And yeah, you had to go for a reason because you're going to be waiting. You're going to be waiting to get what right. you want. You, you you shut down the the, the phone right. the house yeah, phone line. That's right. So your mom and dad are like, hey, get off the phone. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then you listen to the to the dial tone and so forth, and right. it's very slow. And then you send a message to a friend, and it right. took, the whole process took Whatever. you yeah. 20 minutes. Right. 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 So different world. No, a very different world. And 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 yet. We've grown so accustomed to it, right? I mean, really, it's just sitting on this table, you've got a connection, I've got a connection, actually two connections because yeah. I have my phone here, we have it in our pocket. It really is ubiquitous. Uh, that's a fancy word for everywhere, right? But that said, there, there really are darker sides to that, of course. You know, it's nice to have access to all this information. But right now we're seeing on our Twitter feeds and, uh, and on the news the Mark Zuckerberg uh, hearings in terms of Congress talking to him. Anything being revealed in that that you find worthwhile? Something uh, shades of what the internet provides. I mean, what, talk about that side a bit in terms of what's going on with the internet. Maybe a darker side. You know, not to get into too much history and so forth. But right. Tim Berners-Lee was the the inventor of what we call the World Wide Web, and um, I've, I've seen him at conferences. And he is uh, very worried. I mean, he 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 is what he is the guy who invented the World Wide Web, the graphical mm -hmm. interface that we use. And when it comes to things such as privacy and the invasion um, by government entities and mm -hmm. big corporations into trying to um, analyze what's of interest to us, what's mm -hmm. of interest to our friends, so that companies can uh, sell us pr mm -hmm. you know, products, right. but also so that c governments can make decisions, that's something that, that concerns him. And I've heard him talk about that many, many times. You look at some of what the youth culture is concerned about today. Uh, what are some of the most popular movies? Things like Hunger Games, and but you also look at even newer um, movies. Uh, um, we're talking about Ready Player One, mm -hmm. and my understanding is that even there you have this dystopian type, you know, society or mm -hmm. government. So there is a concern, and we also are seeing maybe the beginnings of some actual dystopian type uh, realities. Okay, that are, that let me let me push back just a little bit because. I remember watching TV. I am a product of television. I hate to say, I was a latchkey kid, right? I didn't have a parent off and home watching me. Latchkey kid, going to see the movies, cable coming to my home. And, oh, they were talking about, you know, future mind-numbing dystopias and such back then as well. It's like we're just killing brains. Remember the, the cowboy kid on uh, uh, Willy Wonka? Mm. Right, just right, obsessed right. by television. <clears throat> it sounds like you're describing this scenario as potentially worse than all of that because we seem to have survived all of that to some extent. Is it, is it, really, is it really worse? You know, it, so their, their, their minds are being numbed in a lot of ways by, you know, seeing, you know, the, getting bored. I mean, to the point that they're getting bored with what they see in front of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you could say, you could argue that that happened with television, too. Mm -hmm. You could argue that that happened with friends sitting around before the internet age, before television was there as well. You know, and one point is that, uh, you know, the stats say teen pregnancies down, sex is down, uh, in terms of uh, premarital sex is down because they're on uh, the internet. And I'm saying even prior to this problem that we have now, kids were kids and there were problems then. Now, I okay. think there's a lot more potential for danger and problems like you mentioned. Now that's what I'm wondering because it sounds like you're saying there's a consistency to human nature, right? Sure. It's not like yeah. anytime there's been media free flowing into our brains, we've just soaked it up. It's dominated our lives. 
but in Mr. Selka, you seem to talk about like there's a different aspect so, of this, so, that something's different. So, so human nature, uh, you know, the Bible talks about human nature being, being, being kind of carnal right, and kind of right. evil. In, in Western civilization, there has historically been a, a fear in our literature and our, more recently, our movies of oppressive uh, dystopian government. Okay. That, that uh, thought in Western society is more prevalent than it is in Eastern societies. That's okay. just a fact. People who study global, socio so so global societies. Um, what we see that's different now is when you look back at the George Orwell 1984, right. Fahrenheit 451, um, uh, Brave New World, these different uh, classic dystopian type right. future books, right. the, the, the writers could envision a certain level of government invasion, government thought control, mm -hmm. but this, these, these books were written 50 years ago right. or whatever. What's different now is that you have technology that is available in your bedroom. Alexa is listening in your bedroom. Google Home is listening in your bedroom. We are on the internet, we, 24-7, a lot of people, not, I mean, hopefully we're sleeping. So it's different because now the technology has become such a, a commodity that everybody can use mm -hmm. that the data that we're generating out of our behavior can not only be listened to and used by companies to sell us things, mm -hmm. right. but also governments to make, uh, make assessments. Okay. So, so, so really, you, you have the ability for more right. of this, 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 this dystopia to, to okay. occur. I that, think some I, of this I, came out with the Zuckerberg you know, testimony, with the testimony there. I mean, you, know, you could see it was so laid out on the table, some of this, uh, exactly what you're talking about. I mean, there, this, there's not the privacy like mm. you, know, you would want, like you would hope. They, they know exactly what we like, what we want, what we look at, everything. All right. right. And what was Zuckerberg's big defense? I thought he, he handled <laughs> himself very well. But what was Zuckerberg's defense uh, regarding uh, Facebook being responsible and Facebook having sort of a fiduciary type responsibility mm -hmm. to, to keep your experience and to protect us and protect society? His defense, and I think he's trying I, I think he's trying. Yeah. His defense was Maybe artificial that intelligence. That's his right. defense well, was artificial the, intelligence. The solution. Right. solution yeah. is his going his to solution be, was yeah, that in right. the future, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Right. Well, who's going to train the AI? How does the AI learn? Right. Right. AI can make decisions much right. faster than we can manage. Okay. So we have this, 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 this circle-type reasoning. Right. One other thing I thought was interesting about uh, his testimony was that they know about us, right. they try to sell to us, uh, you know, these ads that you might see on Facebook in that right. case, or whatever it is, you see these ads, you have the option to opt out of that and right. not have them look at your data in that way. And, uh, but when people opt out, then they have ads coming to them that don't pertain to their life at all. And they, they'd so they rather opt in. They're just not the ads That's right. that actually are things they want to that's see. That's right. So right. They, they'd right. rather then opt in because at least they're seeing something that's relevant. To okay, them. then let me, let, me, let me come back. Let me put myself in the place of a parent and say, look, if the government's going to go all totalitarian, what am I going to do? Right? I can't do anything. Am I really going to become a Luddite, if, you know, avoid all technology, go run and hide in the woods? Let's say I take that for granted. And I'm willing to let them know what I like and all the rest. All I want is just, I got the freedom to choose entertainment. I got a wide variety of things that I can choose. All this different variety, exploring new things. What's so bad about that, right? I mean, putting aside the totalitarian concerns, some people don't feel like there's anything they can do about that. 
was there a concern about having such vast access okay. to video and sound and, and all the rest? It's so, because because our young people are right. They had that access. Right. Okay. So in terms of uh, the the generations grown up with the internet and, and right the digital age in this way, you know, I think it used to be broken into two uh, categories: native uh, digital natives and digital exiles. And I think the okay. article in TED.com that talks about uh, digital um, orphans, okay. di digital orphans, three categories: digital orphans, digital exiles, and digital heirs. And so this idea you're talking about, what's the problem? So digital orphans are those who have been left to do whatever they want to do. This is the kids, the young right. generation, the Generation Z, 2000, uh, whatever, 1995 to about to whatever, 2010, something like that, right. um, born in that range. They've been left with no guidance mm -hmm. and just with a cell phone in, in their hand or an iPad or whatever, and no guidance from parents, nothing like that. They, okay. th no uh, filter in right. that way. Uh, that, that ultimately, is is problematic. I mean, think about all the horrible things on the internet, right. and there is zero filter. They've not been taught what's right or wrong. Right. Uh, digital exiles, those who uh, their parents have said, you can't have anything. Right. You need to be cut off from you know technology altogether until right. you're a teenager. And apparently, one of the problems being talked about that with that is when they're a teenager, like maybe they haven't been kind of like alcohol. Uh, you haven't been taught how to properly use okay. it, right? And and you know, kid goes to uh, college and then right. binges on it. And so you've been withheld from you your whole life, and right. then all of a sudden it's like, finally, I can have alcohol. And you've been taught nothing, right? And next thing you know, you've gone from nothing to yeah, alcohol. Just right. yeah, uh, no holds bar. All right. And then the digital air, those who have been taught properly, how to use it, what to be aware of, what right. to not look at, what to think about. Don't Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's something to look at and, right. and something right. good. Just because it's there. Right. Okay, then let me let me ask you, because you all have described a world where so many things are available, and if anything, it's being tailored to us, right? I mean, theoretically, I'm sitting in front of the internet that's producing millions of hours of video, right, constantly. You can never outpace the internet. Right. And it's tailoring itself to feed me what I want mm -hmm. to see. Then let's move on to the second question and just spend a little bit of time there. We read this article in the Daily Beast about how Generation Z, which is essentially teenagers for those watching the program, they're the group younger than the millennials. Uh, Generation Z, they're getting bored with the internet. I actually have some comments from just a few teenagers from the article, uh, the Daily Beast. Uh, this one uh, young woman said, she's 15 years old, when I'm bored while I'm on my phone and I'm switching between different apps, it's just searching for something to do. Mm. It's like walking around your house in circles. Uh, the 17-year-old says, I can be in my bed for hours on my phone, and that's me being bored, he says. Then finally, this 15-year-old in the UK says, sometimes I feel like I've seen everything there is to see on the Internet, right? And we know that's not possible. Uh, she adds, I'll circle around on different sites or apps. Sometimes I just feel like I've reached the end of the internet. Mm. Uh, the same videos on YouTube, I'll watch them until eventually I'm so bored, I start clicking random things on my phone. Mm. So there, how, how is that even conceivable mm. Mm. with the greatest, largest, we'll say, pipeline of entertainment and distractions that has ever been created by mankind, and here we have a generation that's completely bored. Mm. Make that make sense to me, because I, I don't know, how is that possible? 
There's, there's, a, there's a number of reasons. Um, so let me mention one or two, and we can, we can tag team on this. One of them has to do with how um, our internet usage can become very myoptic, very narrow, very, okay. very tunneled, very focused. That can happen and, and, and does happen okay. a number of ways for a number of reasons. Uh, some of it goes back to targeted advertising and targeted ads and, and Facebook and, and YouTube and, 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 and Snap and Instagram and algorithms that the big providers are using to give you a better experience. You like fishing, you like hunting, you like combat sports, you like cooking, you like baking, you like astronomy. Then they're going to give you more of that, okay? So partially, the big companies are trying to give you what you want or what right. they think you want. But however, there's a, there's a self-defeating thing happening here where, where you're, you're, that's at the uh, consequence where you're, you're missing out on variety. Hmm. Okay. There's another issue here, and it sort of goes to human behavior, where we like to associate and talk to people that have similar thoughts and interests and so forth. So if everybody that you're following, following is, is interested in, in, in certain videos or, or, or topics, then you're being fed that information. Right, right. So you have this siloing that happens, mm. and so that leads itself toward boredom. It can also lead itself toward manipulation right. by the, 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 the companies and so forth, but it can lead toward boredom because I've, I'm at the end of the internet. Well, I've seen every selfie from every right. person my age group right. that, that's ever been, been posted. Right. Well, that's great, but, but have you looked at you know, some flora in Madagascar mm -hmm. or the, the migration of, of geese or something, well, probably not, because that's not in your interest. Right, right. now it, what you described yeah. to me reminds me of the old ABC, NBC, CBS, when we just had the three channels. Mm -hmm. And you're flipping around essentially three channels before cable, plus PBS, right, you know, Nova, something like that. And you might come on to something you never expected, whereas now, you don't do that, you just sit back and allow yourself to be fed all the stuff you've taught the world that you want to see, so you don't discover, there's no novelty, is that kind of what you're saying? Right, right. Uh, so, you know, how do you become bored? How does one become bored with right. this, this right. flow of information right. that is as much as you could possibly ever think of? Right. You know, one is this, you know, myopic uh, view that you're getting, uh, mm -hmm. you know, about by what you've clicked on before, you know, this right. type of thing. Uh, but another uh, is, I, I, it seems like uh, a drug addict. Uh, so for okay. example, a drug addict might take heroin, okay? But okay. you get high and, you know, it releases dopamine, so oh man, it feel, feels great. And it doesn't right. need to be drugs. Dopamine, that reward chemical, that right? Reward that reward chemical in your, your brain. brain. For yes, right. yes, yes. And your amygdala, that little thing in your brain that says, I, I, I need that good thing again, right. whatever it is. So, so whether it's drugs, whatever activity it is, right. same type of thing. You know, every time you get a little tweet, every time something mm. comes up, oh, it feels good. It releases the little release of that. Right. And, you know, just like anything else, you do it over and over and over again. You need mm. more to get the you to get the same feeling, to feel the same way you wanted to feel. Uh, you know, when you started. Right. And it, it that, that and gets that's boring. That's why you'll often hear, um, you know, young or old, mm -hmm. people will say, "I'm on my phone. I'm looking right. at social media, but I'm bored." Right. Well, right. they're they're getting uh, a. a it's a fire hose of, of information, yeah, but it's right. very similar. It's very, uh, you know, homogeneous yeah. type of information. Different so pictures, there's not variety. Same stuff. Exactly. Right. And it's coming in fast sequence, which right. is those dopamine hits. Oh, man. But you, it takes more and more and more to get more of a, of a response. I need to see more pictures. Right. But really, they're the same boring pictures. Right. 
So the, you know, we're talking, not to back up too much, but I, I remembered a stat that I looked up for, for did some research for this program today. I was a little bit surprised. 45% of kids between the ages of 8 and uh, 13, I think is what it was, have YouTube have YouTube accounts. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, so just as a, as a little side inset there at this point in the conversation, 45% of kids in 8, 19 years old, do they have the, um, you know, the, the mental willpower and right. so forth to not binge watch certain stuff basically right. forever? Yeah. They probably don't. Mm-hmm. So without some guidance, they're going to be bored and mm-hmm. they're going to be uneducated about a lot of other things in the world because right. they're, they're watching what YouTube is feeding them or, or what right, right. YouTube thinks they want. Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, you're, what you're commenting about reminds me of my experience. I, I do have a Twitter account, and if I get a little retweet, which doesn't happen often, mainly, I think, two people, Carl Harmdurks and Phil Senna, uh, you know, every once in a while, my, and I've watched, like, oh, it's exciting. But now you see two, and it's like, well, I need okay. th- I need, I I need three. Four. You know, I want four. I need three. You know, another <laughs> factor I think that goes along with this is uh, the fear of missing out. So, so the FOMO. <clears throat> FOMO, this, right. This idea of... You need to keep checking. You need yeah. to keep going back because you're afraid some, you're going to miss something, mm-hmm. and that is a real big deal in, in right. this in this idea. You and know? yet they're being fed roughly the same things. They're going back. Yeah. you know that's right. Okay, let me let me pivot then because a lot of our a lot of our viewers are parents, but we are too, right? I am. You are. Mm-hmm. You just all girls, all boys. You somehow cracked the code and actually <laughs> actually had some of both. Right. And so if I'm a parent out there. What can I do, right? It's one thing to say, hey, kids, get off the screens, do something else. What do I do other than just wag my finger at my kids? I mean, it seemed like you've already said we shouldn't take them completely off. That If anything, there should be some education involved. But help us as parents. What do we do with our kids? I think one, one point is understand the landscape. Understand the technological landscape. Uh, understand, don't be afraid of it, but understand uh, what's, what's out there now. Uh, there was a, a, a huge scam that occurred recently um, regarding Black Lives Matter, and, and there was a huge website that was put up, and it turned out to be a fake. It wasn't really a Black Lives Matter entity behind it. Um, it was taking place on Facebook. That's where it was taking place, the scam. Right. And uh, to Facebook's credit and to the Australian government's credit, because it was, it was taking place out of Australia, you know, they, they dealt with it and shut it down. Right. Um, but education. Now, I would add a, a little maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek, you know, um, the fact that it was taking place on Facebook should also be a warning sign for us millennials or Gen, X, Gen Xers because... Really, Facebook isn't so much even where the younger generation is anymore. I've heard a lot of them say that's that's my yeah, grandma's. Right, right, that's my right, grandma's. Right. So, so if we all right, get yeah. educated <laughs> about the the, te- right. the technological landscape and we go out and educate ourselves about Facebook, fantastic! You're about eight years too late. Sure, know what they're you know. using, know what what they're on and looking at all the time. Right. And, right. And, but what, what could you do? Well, you help them. I think guiding them how to use it properly, giving them instruction on how to use it properly, warning them about what not to look at, Mm -hmm. that there's stuff out there that you you need to avert your eyes. You need to not go there, whatever, warning them. To not just take it in, not just take it for granted, just sit on and accept whatever is is fed to you. And understand that, that the technology is becoming more pernicious in a lot of ways. For example, artificial intelligence can not only uh, put in front of you what it, it has proven you're interested in as a kid. Right. We, I mean, so we've got these kids who now have to go mind to mind against billion dollar companies with AI. That's not <laughs> right. fair, right. Right? right? right. Then you go one step further 
and I'm going to make this you know, five-second comment, but we have augmented reality and virtual reality technologies that are now hitting the marketplace where things can be done with video that I will not even discuss. Okay? Right, right. Um, they're terrible. But here's the problem. Um, that technology will start to make its way down to the kids, and, and it can be used. And it can start somewhat innocently, kind of. You know, it's fun to put my face on this little action guy. Well, then your face can be put on something else. Right, you know? um, right. So, so, so parents need to be aware. Now, as Mr. DeSimone was saying, then we have to give our kids something better, an alternative, right? right. And, um, you know, there are lots of things. I personally do not advocate pull the plug on right. technology. Let's talk about that just for a quick second because I, I, we, we might differ on some of that, and I'd like to know. Do you recommend... Surely you don't recommend no restrictions, right? I mean, your kid's four, give him an iPad and let him go. There ought to be some kind of scalable restrictions. What are your thoughts on that, given you have families as well and, and the decisions you're making? You know, I read a, uh, an article recently. It said uh, two out, you know, just suggested to not give a kid more than two hours okay. in front of the Internet, or right. on the phone specifically, you know, on the Internet. Um, just that the developing mind, it... it it doesn't help the developing mind okay. to have more than a couple hours per so that's day. That's a restriction you've used in your house. For well, your I'm just I, well, probably maybe even less than that. I, I don't know. I'm saying um, the point is is that um, some restrictions, guidance there when they're on the internet, not having them up in their room, you know, whatever by themselves, you know, just searching the internet, but in front right. of the rest of the family. Well, isn't that part of the table. danger, right? Because now with, with, with laptops or computers or, or sure, phones, sure. they can go up in their room yeah. and there is complete it's privacy just, and there's yeah. always far more temptation to explore, you sure. know, where you shouldn't. And, and uh, how much time is spent on it, too. It's, right. It becomes unregulated. One, one of the most low-tech ways and one of the most reliable ways to help uh, provide this protection and guidance to our kids is sort of what uh, Mike was just talking about and, and you and you know um, your kids should most of the time not be behind closed doors on right. screens just in general um, you know we could talk for for hours about um, uh, parent parental monitoring technology and all that stuff but um, the the app providers are, are building ways into the apps to uh, uh, sidestep those technologies mm -hmm. kids are smart well, let's not be in a arms race <laughs> with our kids and an arms yeah. race with billion dollar companies. Right. Here's a huge, huge way to handle it. Just have your kids be around you when they're on screens. There needs to be a, a probably a minimum age. You know, I mean, should, right. should kids have uh, smartphones when they're six or seven? Uh, you know, probably not. <laughs> Eight, probably not. I mean, you know. Yeah, the stats but say you anyways, shouldn't. Exactly, exactly. Should. And, and should they be left on a screen, you know, in your presence for multiple hours? Probably not. Right. There are rules, I think, that make sense. Yeah. But just in general, for moms and dads out there who are thinking it's hopeless and how could I ever, you know, help protect my kid, you know, really just low tech. Just, hey, you know, guys, if you're going to be on your laptop or your tablet, I don't want it up in your room behind closed doors at night. Right. Let's just be in the, in the, yeah. room, in the, in the room together. Right. They can still get into bad stuff, but at least you're, 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 you're there. Okay, let me summarize kind of what I hear you saying before I, I, I move to, to one more thing. Because I know in our case, my oldest son, was, he's 20, he's about to turn 21, he can pay for his own smartphone and he has one. But then you get to the younger ages, they need phones because we're not always together, but we got them flip phones. They don't mind, my kids aren't really interested in looking that cool, they like to cool in other ways. But they still have computer access, but it kind of locks them in here. So at least for them, now don't get me wrong, I know they can get in trouble with flip phones. You can get in trouble with anything. And some might argue, well then, they're always going to get, they, gotta, they can go to the library, they can go to their friend's house. But that doesn't mean put no restrictions, right? I mean, I know someone can break into my car. 
I'm not going to leave the windows down, leave it unlocked, and put a big sign that says, right. go ahead and break in here. Still right. worth something. But let me ask you this. If we just tell them to, to limit their screen time, right, and we, we don't, we min, I don't say minimize, I mean we restrict it to healthy hours, et cetera, but that's going to leave voids, right. right? I mean, there's screens everywhere, and Generation Z, and I'd say even some of us, have gotten used to filling the voids in our time with what these screens are giving us. Take the screens away, what do we do? I mean, they're going to want to know what to do. So I, my dad told me when I was, uh, when we just had our first uh, daughter, and uh, she was two or three or whatever, some young age like that, and I was telling her not to do whatever she was doing. Maybe she was trying to grab something on the coffee table, and my dad was there visiting. And he told me, and it so much helped me moving forward with okay. the kids. Right. Don't just tell her what not to do. Don't just tell her, don't do that. Okay. Help her understand what she should be doing. Right. Help focus her on something you want her to be doing. Okay. And so, you know, I think that's a, a major key. So what does that mean in regard to this? Don't just take it away. Don't just uh, let them know they can't be on it. Rather, give them something to do, what, whatever. Fill their time with something else. Sports right. might be something. Right. Uh, getting them outside, encouraging them. I mean, an 8-year-old kid, a 10-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid, they can figure out what to do outside. Right. And it can be very, very helpful. Right. Real books. Sure. You know, books. Uh, you know, some of my best memories as a kid was literally just playing with a stick in the dirt. Yeah. You know, now that's for, that works for a younger kid, you know, <laughs> although it seems kind of in a way, I, I would enjoy doing that today, right? <laughs> Stress. Just let it but, go, right? Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, I think that um, parents have to be good examples. Uh, there's that old saying, what you uh, do speaks louder than what you say. Sure, right. So if we're on our phones all the time, our kids are going to model right. after that. So make sure we're doing those exactly. things. Um, but, to, but to be practical, and I know we wanted to also be practical, you know, look, anything from reading a, a, an actual book and reading with your kids to going out to, the park, out to a park to teaching uh, cooking, or baking, or have them in the kitchen. Get involved in a chess right. in a chess yeah. in a chess club, or you know, the pick, stuff, pick right. up checkers or or, or athletics right. or you know whatever. Um, there are things that you can do to fill your time. You you can't get the air out of a of a glass, right. you know, no. just by you know sucking the air out of the glass. Yeah, you, destroy you, the glass. You you, 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 you have have to to break the glass. You've right. got to fill it with, so fill it with water, right? Yeah. So so to you have to replace that 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 screen time. Now we also we talked about this before the program today, and you, you may want to touch on it. We know that you know in today's society sometimes that's hard, right? There's demands on parents and so right. forth. Right, and that's what I was going to ask because nowadays we do have families with uh, say two parents, both of them focused on developing a big career, really completely consumed by those career. Do you, do you think it's possible? Because we have talked about that. Do you think it's possible for two parents completely focused on those careers to actually achieve what you're talking about? Because personally for me, true confessions, I find it very easy, tempting, I'll say, to abandon the kids to the screen because suddenly it's taking care of them and I can focus on other things. Right. It, it, it is the hard road for sure to take the time, to take the time to, to spend with them and guide them and read with them or play with them or it, that is the harder harder thing to do and you, like you said it is it is very tempting when you could just have a babysitter phone working mm -hmm. for you right. it, it's it, you know a lot of people refer to their to smartphones or tablets as as a, a cheap babysitter sure and it's a really it's a bad it's a it's a dangerous babysitter yeah. that's right. the problem um, I think that we live in a society that is connected and it's not realistic. There might be 1% of, of our audience out there who could be off the grid, 
Well, they wouldn't be on our audience if, if they're. But, <laughs> That's you, right. They yeah. wouldn't be watching. But uh, but it's it's hard to be you know uh, disconnected and off right. the grid and, and from technology. So that's just the world we live in. And so I think um, giving your kids alternatives, right. baking, chess, you know, after school sports, mm -hmm. uh, reading, um, you know, uh, you yeah, board games, board the, the games. kind of things yeah. we used to do. Right. Sure. Before we and had doing so it together experience. as a family. Right. But you know. then understanding that there's going to be some screens that are going to be part of your kids mm -hmm. reality at some point probably now parents can sure. make their own decision but probably at some point you know they're going to have screens right. being actively involved so it sounds like listening to you as, as a parent it's pretty close to impossible with two people mom and dad completely consumed by their careers to just expect somehow the children to grow up with a healthy relationship with the technology and so, given that, what if I'm a single mom? I'd be a single dad, I suppose, instead of a single mom. But regardless, that's a reality, and not by choice. There aren't those people that are in their, in their places a single mom or dad because they chose to be. That's just the hand they've currently been dealt. What do you recommend for, for some of our viewers in that regard? You know, God designed the, the family to, to be uh, ideally a, a father and mother and children right. to be there together as a unit to help develop the children and so forth. So, you know, but that's not always the case. It's the reality of our world. And being aware of what's missing can be helpful. Okay. Knowing what's missing and, and doing the best you can okay. with taking the time with the kids, the time you do have, taking the time with the kids to help okay. build them, encourage and, them. And, and don't take the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Wozniak just got off Facebook, right? And he did it because he was, um, you know, he, he just made a personal decision that he thought there was too much of a lack of privacy and so forth. Interesting. It would have been easy for him to stay on Facebook, right? Mm. What, does that, what does that have to do with a single parent? It actually has a lot to do with a single parent. The, 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 there's actually a, a very good lesson there. Um, if I have two parents in my family and one's not working and so forth, then sure, you've got time potentially to you know manage the, the kids more and be more involved but if I don't you still shouldn't take the path of least resistance it would have been easier for Steve Wozniak to stay on Facebook and just okay. sort of say it's okay so is it harder for us today in our world where usually often two parents work to give our kids the time right. yes mm -hmm. right. is it harder for a single mom much harder sure. I mean yes but God, God will provide mm -hmm. if we pray about it. We ask God. God wants us to raise kids that, that love us and we love them and they're healthy. But is it harder? Absolutely. Okay. But don't take the path of least resistance. Don't say, well, I'm just going to leave them on, you know, all the social media unsupervised. Right. Because if you, if you love your kids and, you know, I know parents love their kids. Mm -hmm. It's the path of least resistance, and there's dangerous consequences. Okay. You've got so, to prioritize. Right. This, that's what I really hear you saying. You're, you're not denying that it's difficult. And just saying that don't, don't let your difficulty be an excuse, I guess, not to do these things. Still try to maximize your non-screen interaction with your children. Maybe look to what social help there is in your, in your community and, and those you connect to. Uh, and then ask God for help to make up the difference sure. that you don't currently have. Ask so. God for wisdom. Right. Um, you know, he could, he could put it in your mind with, with, within a second to uh, help your kid, to direct your kid away from a certain app or certain technology or a certain friend. Right. And, and that, that prayer and that answer from God mm -hmm. could save you years right. of right. consequences down Pain the road. and hurt. Right. So right. pray about it. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much, both, uh, both of you, Mr. DeSimone, Mr. Seselka, and 
Thank you to all of our viewers. Actually, uh, we know that the, the feed went down a little bit, the live feed, so those who stuck with us, we appreciate it. As always, these are actually recorded. You can go and find them later, both on Facebook and on YouTube, so the parts you missed, they are out there. Thank you very much for joining us with this topic, and we look forward to seeing you again next Thursday.